Face to Face Games proudly presents Grand Prix Toronto, the first Grand Prix featuring the Hour of Devastation limited format, July 21st to 23rd. Come face pro players as they flex their muscles just one week before the Pro Tour. Every Grand Prix entry includes a sleep-in special and registered sealed pool for players with buys. Visit gptoronto2017.facetofacegames.com to register and learn more. ManaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to facetofacegames.com. Hello, Canada. This is the Top 8 Magic Podcast. Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, and special guest Matt Ferrando, who apparently doesn't listen to podcasts. Nope. <laughs> I, I told you it was an attention span thing. Oh my god. <laughs> the one thing you were talking about is not talking no, about how I was going to no, this, this, this is the 10th take. <laughs> Why did we even bother to cut? I had a perfectly good British accent going in the previous version of this one. Ah, no British accent. No. Explicit racism. <laughs> and we were only like a minute in, and there was both an offensive British accent on my part and I think passive racism is way more offensive than explicit racism. Well, speaking of any kind of racism, it's time for hours and hours of devastation black cards. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> pop them now out, that's Brian. explicit. <laughs> all right, so, well, we should, we should set it up. I mean, so we all just came from the pre-release. We went to the complete strategist. Oh, okay. Let me, let me take this part of the story. Brian, Brian texts me. Come to the complete... Uh, first of all, a bunch of us not in... Oh, wait. Matt was with me the other night. Uh, we were, like, talking about coming to a pre-release. I said I was going to go to Uncommons. And then Matt and, like, Danny O and Land were like, oh, we're going to Strategist. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to a different No, Land wanted to go to Uncommons. I just I said, wanted to go to Uncommons. Yeah, I was just going to go to Complete Strategist because it's the one I always go to. So, like... And I hate that Uncommons always smells like a breakfast sandwich every time I walk in. So, Land's like all texting me like and emailing me yesterday. And I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna show up or whatever. And he's like, no, we need to make hard plans. I'm like, why? Right? And then like, instead he's not with us, <clears throat> which is lame. Um, but, so Brian texts me, he's like, all right, complete strategy, just be there at like 9.45 or whatever. So I, I'm like, I haven't played in a pre-release forever. So I come in, 9.45, I walk in, it's like cheers, right? But no! <laughs> Like, like I look around like everyone's just like so I, and it's like all people I knew from 20 years ago and I look it's like this is a pre-release there is no preliminary pro tour qualifier in this country that was one half as difficult as winning the pre-release we were in this morning <laughs> it was insane it was also I, I we believe it was also the on average oldest pre-release maybe like average, oldest old, tournament oldest average age tournament in the world the youngest Ferrando you're 26 mm-hmm. I believe Ferrando was the youngest person in the tournament no there might have been some people there younger that we we just don't know who they so are I, but there were two people we didn't know yeah exactly. so I dropped an F-bomb like you know pretty early in like what the fuck am I doing in this yeah, pre-release you gotta feel out your crowd. this is ridiculous I turn around and I'm like oh shit like did I just swear because really, like, there's children at the pre-release right no the youngest person was Matt Ferrando at 26 <laughs> So if you were you offended, Matt? Yes. <laughs> so, so old-timey pre-release with multiple Grand Prix and Pro Tour Top 8 competitors. It had a real vaudeville feel to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Handlebar mustaches everywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, high, high-waisted suspenders, handlebar mustaches, 
the odd bowler hat and, uh, you know, take us to a burlesque show later. <laughs> um, so we get there. Brian can answer. Oh, all right. All right. Fine. It's just so I'm like, I'm thinking, it's a pre-release. I'm still, I'm on Michael J. I'll just destroy this format. First round opponent is... I, I beat you. Destroyed me. <laughs> I started... it, was, it was a pretty good unburden. <laughs> so my deck has Wrath of God. When I say Wrath of God, I don't mean like just the lingo Wrath of God. I had the invocation Wrath of God. Hour of Devastation. Um, you had Hour of Revelation. I'm sorry, Hour of Revelation. But I also had Hour of Promise. My God, is that card good. Yeah. I think that Hour of Promise is going to be... Well, oh, which we'll one get is to, that? We'll get to green. green. The green one. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah. We'll get to That's going to be a format demolishing card, I think. I almost think it could be modern playable. Almost. You're Patrick is saying that? I, I don't... I it's a five-mana primetime. Well, you, there's already a five-mana primetime that gives you way more than it. That's the problem. Yeah, but you don't have to have the primetime in your hand. I mean, sit... Six damage, four cards is a lot versus two cards. All right, cards. so I have an etiquette question. So, Michael J drops a card on the table in the middle of our match. It happens to be invocation. It's an invocation. So I get a good look at the card, but I clearly can't read it. Yeah. So, like, isn't he obligated to tell me what card he just flashed me? So, Brian's like, it said we'll do Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> tell me a vowel. So it's Wrath of God. No, I want them to know how many, I also, I want that hangman, I want to know how many, like, how many spaces, how many yeah, letters. but how am I supposed to know? I can't read it, it's all in hieroglyph. <laughs> right, so. It's chicken scratch. Yeah, so he wouldn't, he so, wouldn't tell me. So I thought I was playing a land because they can't tell the difference between a land and an invocation, apparently, based on the card face. But, you know, uh, but yeah, Brian, I, I actually didn't, I thought I was playing a land, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's. But I didn't know what it was, so it didn't matter. You got me. And then he got me worse by defeating me 2-0. So Brian, so who was your who was through your murderer's row? So I played you. Yeah, second trust round, me. Second round I played Happy Birthday Alex Ullman. Happy Birthday Alex Ullman. Who, so Alex Ullman had a bye the first round and Brian sent him on a Starbucks run. Yeah. And then beat him like a child the next round. Yes. He was the next youngest person in the room after Frank. At like 27. 33, I think. 33, all right. Yeah. Wow. yeah, can you imagine it's her? 26 was the youngest person in the tournament. Uh, I don't think Longo's 33. I think he might be 33. Oh, I mean, he might. <laughs> I think he might be older. We're talking. Really? This is a. But pre it doesn't matter. This wasn't like a and tiny, my, like seven-person tournament. This is a pre-release. And that was my. There third was just no one in their 20s or, or younger. My third well, the round of level was definitely. Oh yeah, no, the delta between hero. emotional age and actual age was very high. Um, third round opponent was Grand Prix champion Andy Longo. Yeah. And then my fourth round opponent was Some Ian Suzuki, who I I don't know, but apparently streams. He streams. I think he's calling hot soup. Okay. He got me. He's a part of TDL. He got me. What's yeah. TDL? Team Grappling. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. He got me. He Roman told me that that's just done now. Uh, it kind of fizzled out. Uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with it next. Still. What? I would totally play if it was a team constructive league. I am the reigning champions right now. Was it Ro my team, your teammate? My teammate. Has all has fairly consistently been Anthony Conta and Miles Rodriguez. Oh wow! We're three, oh wow! We're three time champions. Wow! Really? I Roman won one season though. Come on! I think how hard tied. could it We've be? We've also beaten Roman in the finals. Okay, so the evidence for your league is Roman won once and then lost you in the finals once. Yeah. Well, they won three times. Well, we that won was his three own. Times. That was you're burying the lead. No. Anyway. All right. Well, I what, why not have a team constructed league? I'd play that. Why don't you start one? I don't have any friends. <laughs> who, who will start it with me? You guys, there's you like a buy-in and It can be you, Bella, and Clark yeah. versus the world. That's how, it's how it is now. I'd say we're like the Lannister family, but that might have implications beyond what I meant. Oh, so listen to this. 
like I lost a, a I, I made a, like a straight up uh, Cavs Warriors $20 bet with somebody in my office every year so I wouldn't have kept making this bet but I won it last year right yeah. so I made it again this year and I never got any cash right so I just didn't pay this guy at work for like three days because I just never I just kept forgetting to cash it so then he printed up all these pictures of Tyrion Lannister <clears throat> but superimposed with Photoshop he superimposed my picture on the Tyrion Lannister pictures, and they're all up all over the office, and they say, oh, Flores never pays his debts. And all, like, these cute girls in the office are like, oh, I want one of those. So, like, this really like, attractive woman with, a, like, a Photoshop picture of me over Tyrion Lannister's head over their desk, and it says, oh, Flores never pays his debts. But I paid him. But, they, but it, they've, like, tipped it. It's not just like, like Wango's cake. It's like, Hashtag Wango's I think cake. it's closer to, like, those, those uh, Andre the Giant t-shirts sure. that just say Obey. Yeah. Well, that Obey is like the name of a brand. Now. Somehow right. they just got his face. All right. We still have not started talking about hours and hours of devastation. Well, black. I just want to keep talking about Andre the Giant. <laughs> have you All read right. the Andre the Giant Brad. comic? No. I yeah, there's an Andre the Giant uh, autobiography. Uh, not autobiography. Oh, okay. Was it's it really an autobiography? Good. No, it's not an autobiography. It's really good. I'm a big fan of. You should get it. The I forgot time what it's called. Satan. Uh, ordered me the two Charles Barkley comics that one time. <coughs> I still have them. They're great. All the stamps are in one of them too, where Good it's stamps. like Detective Charles Barkley. And then the Charles Barkley versus Godzilla. Charles Barkley versus Godzilla? Yeah. I Who mean, won? Uh, I don't know. It might have been a draw. I have to read it again. But that's my Twitter avatar. It's uh, it's Godzilla taking it to the hole. Nice. Yeah. All right, can, can we... Yeah, you want to talk about black cards? Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk first. Should we just finish the split cards first and then go... Then no, go into black? no. We, we see, do the split cards. There's nothing to end. talk about. Yeah, there's nothing. We'll, we'll talk about them at the end. So, a Cursed Horde. It's a zombie. It's a 3-3 three, three, four, four. Not really that much to talk about. Nah. Uh, except that for one and a black, target attacking zombie gains indestructible on the turn. And it's not a tap ability. He could so. do it to himself. He can do it he, to himself. He can do it to himself, yeah. So that's like a... A pretty good ability, but like not for a constructed card. No. Like, what what do you need for a like a hell giant to be playable and constructed these days? What does it need to do? In constructed, yeah. When it comes, I mean, this card's gonna be great. It Limited. literally has to be desolation giant. Yeah, it has to come in and destroy your entire board, and for some way, you need to be able to destroy your opponent's entire board. Well, so I'm I'm trying to think. So a three three for four with a that's not even good enough. Almost, you know. Like, I mean. A 3-3 three, three for 4. Maybe like, like something with kicker. The last time a 3-3 three, three for 4 was good in a standard environment. What was it? It was like the Nibbles of Frost was okay. Nibbles of Frost is format, good. Yeah. He flies though. It like was doing pretty well in the feature match area of that one PT that it was at. I played it a lot in, in FNM. It sure. was good. So it has to have prowess. It has to get bigger. Yeah. It has to have well, it's and it's, it's not only is it prowess, but it's other abilities bonkers. It was very good. Nobody was prepared for it. All right, let's talk about a 5-5 five, five for 3 now, though. <sighs> let's. I'm an Eternal, 2 and a B for a 5-5. Five, five. It's a creature, zombie, crocodile, demon. Ooh. It has a flick 3, so whenever it comes blocked... Just tell me how many minus 1, minus 1 counters it starts with. It's 0. 0! It does, starts with no minus 1, minus 1 counters. My god. But every time an opponent plays a spell, you put a plus 1, plus 1 counter, a minus 1, minus 1 counter on it. Um, but whenever I'm an Eternal deals combat damage to a player, you remove all those counters. Oh my god, that's a lot of text for just like, it's just made of 5-5 five, five for 3. So, it, it's likely going to attack as a 4-4 four, four on turn 4 the majority of the time. Yeah. Otherwise, if they guess two spells, a 3-3, three, three, and if you have a removal spell, you'll probably just get yeah, But if it lands, it's it goes back to 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, I, it's good, probably going to be cons consistently good, I think. 
Like yeah, against, it's, isn't this just like fit into the negator role well, against the control deck? Well, I was just so like, I think, what was it? Who was it that posts the deck list every year, every time a new set comes out? Haruya? Yeah. Like Saito always posts a bunch of deck yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Saito this card in place of Diagraph Colossus in the zombies deck. Really? Is it a zombie? It's it is a zombie. a zombie. It's a zombie crocodile. Well, I actually think it would be great in a discard deck. It seems like the Tarmogoyf role in the 8-rack deck, right? Like, I mean, I know they don't even play Tarmogoyf in the 8-rack decks anymore, but they used to, right? So it's really good at being able to push through tokens. So, well, like, I mean, think about this, right? Like, what if I spend all my mana depleting your hand and then I just use three mana to make a 5-5? Five five? Well, I'm thinking more of if we're talking about, like, standard, the Oketramon. Catcher's Monument deck. Like, this is consistently going to, like, be able to push through for three damage, which is, like, pretty good. Oh, yeah, so, like, you're getting can't... bubbled out by 1-1 one, one tokens yeah, every yeah. turn. Yeah, they can't, because anytime they jump block it, yeah, they, they take three for the flick, so there's a lot going on with this card. Like, it's a good card, then, right? Yeah, I think this card's pretty good. Yeah. I think, and it's... I think that there are certainly, like, negator scenarios where you're going to be playing some control mirror, Yeah. and you just, like, bring this in, uh, and, it's a... just, and it just hits. It's the just best, be, the yeah. best control and control thing's got to be the blue-green two-drop, right? Uh, the 1-3 bird? The hoopy? The hoopy? It's the unbeatable. Hoopy. I mean, that's not true. I, I beat you today when you played it. I think that card might be like a fine sideboard card. But I mean, like, I, wouldn't you rather play this guy in that same matchup? No. Like, you actually just put such a clock on your opponent. Yeah, but I could just cast five spells and kill it. I mean, you five are any of those and, five spells like blocking at, it? At any time that I hit you with this guy, all the counters are removed. Okay, watch. You gotta cast five spells on one turn. No, I don't. Okay, you hit me, right? This was, watch what I do. End of your turn. Cast an Anticipate and a Glimmer. Untap. Do this, this. Okay, just like three cheap spells that I might have in my deck still even so in the sideboard So you're saying game. the control deck has the capacity to play two reactive spells and three proactive spells that aren't counter spells to be able to kill it. So, I'm just saying, like, some control I decks, like the blue red the, decks, have a ton of cheap, ca cheap card draw spells. Anticipates or or take inventories or like those kind of cards. Like, they have a ton of like you can you can say that I will play like a glimmer end of turn and then I'll harness lightning your guy out of the game. Maybe that's like that's feasible. I mean, you could just literally. But when go, you're saying all of my spells are going to be non. Okay. Deal damage to target creature like spells. The blue red deck could just be like, all right, I'm just gonna cast like uh, a I, tormenting voice, discard fiery temper, cast fiery temper, kill your thing. You mean what blue red deck? You mean the the zombie blue red deck that's oh, gonna no. do that? I'm, zombie blue red? Like, yeah. like the emerge zombie, deck. The emerge deck. I know. I mean, look, the blue red spell deck has take inventory and nobody's anticipate. Pl nobody's playing the blue red spell deck right now. <clears throat> I'm playing it just to beat your stupid argument. <laughs> it's blotto. That's how that's I, how this works. I, I would be surprised. Got I would be surprised if this card doesn't see some sideboard. I, I think this card is probably a good card. My statement was not that it's not a good card. My statement was that a more unbeatable control and control card is the blue green two drop. Cost two. I don't think that's a control card. I just don't think. I don't think that. You don't think it's a control card? I, I think it's like it's your tireless tracker through six. I think it's in the teamer energy mirrors. It can block. Whirler Virtuoso tokens and Whirler Virtuoso and like other random creatures because it's a one three. Yeah, but if that's not even at, it's not even at a high utilization there. You're not even gaining life and get drawn cards in that deck. Well, you might. Yeah, you are. You just need four mana to do it. Five mana. Five mana, Five mana to do yeah. it. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, gonna I, I, I'm calling on the teamer this, deck. I think I'm this gonna is... be pretty happy with my Almond Eternal in in this matchup. You gain a little life. Go ahead. I'm gonna and that was cards the first a yeah, sure you will. in black. Because we started talking about gold cards for no reason. Whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I, I like that card a lot. I think it's going to be, I'm interested to see where it goes. But it, it feels very negatory to me. Yeah, Peace. it feels like it might be like a good role player in a lot of control sideboards. And like it probably will just be good in like a zombie deck or something. Uh, if somebody figures out yeah. what to do with it. Oh yeah, and when you give it just plus one, plus one counters. Yeah. I mean plus one, plus one. You yeah, give it status. Menace with Lord of the Accursed? Yeah. Okay. You give it more counters with uh, the Mimic? Yeah. Metallic Mimic. The Starcraft class is just not impressive. I, I, seem, I feel like it's impressive when I see it It's play. good. The problem is, I think, uh, the zombie decks, their only way to like generate the long game is through a Crypt Breaker, and every other, they don't have another way to make a Diagraph class as good unless they have a Crypt Breaker. Does that seem yeah. correct? I see what you're saying. Yeah. How do, how do you guys feel about Apocalypse Demon as a finisher? Star Star for six mana, four BB. It's a demon flying. Its power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your graveyard. How do you feel about that card? I had that card in my sideboard today. Yeah. I did not play it. Like equal to the number, so it's like a Lord of Extinction? But it's only like for a, your graveyard. It's like a Hell of Lurgoyf, right? Except there's also a kicker. At the beginning of your oh, upkeep, yeah. tap it unless you sacrifice another creature. I forgot. That's one of the main <laughs> reasons I didn't play it. <laughs> it's like uh, a bad Lord of the Pit. Okay, here's a card that's good. A bad Lord of the Pit? Lord of the Pit is seven, my friend. Yeah, but don't you remember the Morph Lord of the Pit? That guy was awesome. Oh my god, that card Leisure was great. of the Pit. Yeah, I love that card. That guy was great. Uh, Bane Whip Punisher, 2B for a 2-2. Two -two. When Bane Whip Punisher enters the battlefield, you may put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature. So you can just like kill like a... A little, one, one. a little dork, yeah. yeah. But then it also has B, Sacrifice Bane with Punisher, destroy target creature that has a minus one, minus one counter on it. I think this card might be fine. For Constructed? I think... I so mean, it's certainly first pickable in draft, yeah, right? Yeah, I think... It's, a, it's like a forecasting cost or removal spell in draft. It's three, it's two in black. No, but it's B to finish him off. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. B, Sacrifice. I think that being a human makes it fine and like... If someone tries to run the whole black-white humans thing, I mean, Wesco did it for, like, one or two GPs, where he was playing Thali's lieutenant. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it has some synergies. It's, but know. it's just Grey Ogre on the front side, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Barf. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's but it's, know, if it, I'd actually be questioning how viable it would be if it outright killed the creature when it came into play. Like, think about the creature removal selection that we have right now. Like, people typically cast for one or it's an unlicensed disintegration right. that's really what they're doing or enormously powerful cards like well, this can also just attack we can also play it with our spider oh, well when you say we you mean becker yeah and he's just standing in the same room as you do you think this card you see you would you see this getting constructed play um like so i think if you have any way to just also like randomly distribute minus one minus one counters like if you have some other cards that are doing but that. you're still sacrificing the creature sure but you also, but when it comes into play, it's killing, theoretically, you're playing it in a matchup where it's going to kill something when it comes into play, right? You killed, like, some elf or bird or thing, or... The thing is, elves and birds don't really exist anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. at most, you're, like, making your other creatures better in combat because you're shrinking all the two threes into one twos. So it's, like, letting you make a nice, like, giving you a nice push for an attack. I, I, th I think the card's probably pretty medium. I mean, first pick and draft? Yes. Just like a black removal spell yeah. that sometimes sits on the board. It's worst, it's worst case scenario is the sorcery speed forecasting cost black kill anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that it can kill almost anything is, is great. Um, Bantu's Last Reckoning. Very, very good. 
one and BB constructed. Probably. sorcery, destroy all creatures. Lands keep keep reading. Lands you control, don't untap during your next untap step. I, I actually think I'm only like medium lukewarm on this card. This card seems just great. Think about it for a second. It feels, it's, doesn't it feel like a slaughter pact, but you know. You, yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly actually, the example a, I was I just, gonna use. I never really like slaughter pact, but that's beside I the point. I love slaughter pact. Yeah. And this kills everything. You know, you don't have to tap all your lands. You only have so, to tap three. All right. If you're tapping three, it's cheaper than a damnation, right? But if it's but to take advantage of it being cheaper than a damnation, like around turn three, how much development are your opponent really gonna have have produced? Okay. So in standard, I think it's like a medium amount of development, but in modern, it's actually like probably pretty good. But then the time walk is pretty substantial. Like the longer the game goes, but, the more like, meaningful that three I mana is decks, because everything else I gets affected. I think the decks where you're really just gonna punish people, they're just like dumping their hand out. And like whatever they're gonna play on your one, you're not gonna just put yourself in a position where you're like, all right. Doesn't I'm stop kill scroungers. Doesn't stop hearts. That's the deck you're talking about. All right. So, I think that it is a playable card. I do not think it's a right home card in standard. However, I think it might be much better in weird situations like if you're casting it off a of Yeheni's expertise, for example, where you're it, it falls under a certain thing. You can play with Goblin Dark Dweller because it's cheap. Right? It sounds weird because now you're, you're getting for five and losing your Dark Dweller, but it it's like you actually got to recycle a Damnation that way. Sure. Just a non-zero thing. And I think in big formats like Legacy, it might have uh, might have a different standing. Uh, like, for example, you could... It's just better than, like, the Tendrils or whatever you're... Like, you might be siding in against some of the, I mean, the wide decks. Just as an example, if you cast a Bloodbraid Elf in Legacy, you hit a Bantu's Last Wreck and you kill everything before the Bloodbraid Elf attacks. Sure. Right? Like, that's a... You know, that seems kind of cornery, but... I mean, Legacy is also just a cheaper format. I think this card's going to get better as, like, formats. Yeah. So that's a good point. Like, the like, the Super Grixis or Super Jun decks that have only creatures that are, like, 15-15 but only cost one or two mana. Yeah. Their development is differently structured than uh, than decks that have four fives or five fours for four. Uh, so card that's gonna I mean it's certainly gonna see play certainly not unplayable I just don't think it's a right home card in standard yeah in standard it might be a little too sorry. I think if it was packed and it just said <coughs> rat packed of wrath like people would play it yeah and I think that there's just people are like the fact the, the reality is you can just like cast it and leave two or three mana up also to do something else if your opponent has a follow-up yeah play. but your cover counter actually just puts you in a situation where they where will land their big thing what happens if you stack these? If you play, if you play like this one and the green one in the same turn, do you skip two? Untap Only steps? your next one. It's, it's just your next untap step. So I like the green one. You a don't lot. skip your untap step. I like the next one. I like the green one a lot too. I think the green one's really good. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a an it's a, a very interesting card. I, I think it's gonna see more play than you think. Uh, Carrion Screecher, three one for a three one flying zombie bird. The only thing Matt wants to say about this is he looks great short. art. <laughs> Let me see. Beautiful. Four mana for a three-one flying bird. This is beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful art. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty washed out to me. I don't even like birds that much because they poop on you. Speaking of poop, this bird. I mean, you know, it's, I gonna, it. it's dropping threes every turn. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I played it in my sealed pool. It was good. I mean, we're talking about constructive. Yes, I, we are. Um, okay. Doomfall or Doomfail. Wait, which Doomfall. 2B for a uh, 
charm, essentially. Choose one. Target opponent exiles a creature he or she controls. Or target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-land card from it. Exile that card. Very medium. Uh, this was a top of a podcast preview card, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super high on it. It's like... It's like one more mana than a transgress the mind and one more mana than like a terror basically it's like kind of cute if you can do the whole processing thing with wasteland stranglers and play herders if that's a thing i don't think it'll be a thing i think that this will be i think it's a it'll be in the mix not be very popular because of its casting cost but it'll be in the mix you know people always discount the fact that there's some amount of deck flexibility you get by having some of these cards that can do more than one thing and if it's like turn 17, it matters little if you're casting a, a removal card that costs two or three, right? I think mana efficiency is more important than card modality. Mana efficiency is more important in the early game, but yeah. if it's like in the late game, like, you can pay five for a point removal card, it doesn't matter, right. you still have plenty of mana. Who's a better creature in the control matchup? So we, we already talked about the 5-5, the, five five, the Amit, but what about Dream Stealer? Tune B for a 1-2 creature with Menace. Whenever Dream Stealer deals combat damage to a player, that player discards that many cards. Oh, is this the one with Eternalize? And it has Eternalize. For how much? For four BB. So six, so basically hits for four cards in hand if it hits you? Yeah. It's an expensive Eternalize. I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, it has to have an expensive Eternalize, right? It has Menace also? What it has it? Menace. It's a one-two. For three? Human Wizard, it's not a zombie, which would make it a little better. I'm still thinking of Thalia's Lieutenant. Well, yeah, you could certainly... I mean, it costs three, but... Like, you know, I mean, cards like Cabal Interrogator and things like that have always <laughs> yeah, found well, their You didn't have to send them in combat, and a this costs three that, mana. Anything yeah. that Cabal Interrogator is might two mana. better, right? Right, yeah. Like, if you, if could you put it in a, a black-green deck that has Rishkar and Verder's Gearhulk... Or if you put it in a... or Right, if you put it... Or if you put it in a white-black humans deck, because it's a human wizard, where you're able to give it some human synergies... Like, if this thing ever hits for two. It's three, right? Yeah. It's a lot of mana. I don't know. I don't you, think... just, you just go Verder's Curehawk and you just make them pitch five cards. It's cool. That could be a thing. It's not a main deckable card, I think, but you you could have one, right? Like It depends on the format, right? Yeah. If, it, if a format becomes, like, really attrition-y at any point, cards like this are always main deckable. Yeah. I think this card's a card to keep an eye on, for sure. Okay. You know, if, they, if you can find any synergies to, like, give it... Like, if you ever get to hit with this thing at two power, it's just... Like Glint Sleeve Siphoner is great, like not great, but like very, very good. You mean it sees play? Yeah. Given given what the format is, yeah. Uh, Grizzly Survivor is a two and a B for a two three Minotaur Warrior. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, Grizzly Survivor gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. Nothing to write home about there. Uh, Hour of Glory, three B, instant, exile target creature. If that creature was a god. Its controller reveals his or her hand and exiles all cards from it with the same name as that creature. You don't get to search their library, though. It's just so it's a deicide that... But only hits hand. That's fine. I think it's, like, playable, but not going to be popular. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a one or two of probably in sideboards. No, maybe, like, one of in the main deck, one it in the sideboard. It has to be a god. You, you, you really are only going to play this if people are starting to rock the gods? No, I mean, it kills a Gideon. Right. Oh, it's true. It does kill a Gideon in combat. Uh, That's not irrelevant. I think it's playable. I, th I mean, it's not exciting. 
But it's like one of those situations, like when you play Rewind, like only Shaheen Sarani likes to play Rewind. <laughs> but typically when you're playing... Well, Rewind is great. I played Rewind in the Juicy Blue Deck, but... You know, the, the thing about Rewind is, at least you know if it resolves that you're going to counter the spell. And you don't need to plan out how much mana you have because it always costs four, okay? Yeah. So like, versus like, eh, by man, like man, what's a better card, Mana Leak or Rewind? Obviously Mana Leak's a better card, but there are often times where if you had a Rewind, it would resolve and stop their spell. If you had a Mana Leak, it wouldn't, you know? Pretty yeah, common. Yeah, but there's not like a Mana Leak removal spell to compare it to, right? There's not like a banish that unless you pay three. Look, I'm sure there's, there's a, what was that? Uh, would you be, would you be shocked to see one copy of this card in the top eight of Pro Tour No, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked to see it one main deck copy. Okay. I, but it's Does not it, going to be popular. I think this card exists in like any deck that plays Direct Trigger Hulk. Oh it's yeah, a good option, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you just get an instant removal, good instant removal spell, and you don't really because right there there yeah. hasn't been this kind of instant speed removal in standard for a little while now. I mean, it exists in, like, anguish on making. Ish. Uh, I guess but, later, like, yeah. mana considerations are, yeah. like, a pretty big yeah. thing right now. Yeah. You can't do ally colors very well, but you can do enemy colors pretty yeah. well. Or two-color decks. Um, Kenra Eternal, one and a B for a 2-2 two -two with a flipped one. It's a zombie jackal warrior. It's just another 2-2 two -two zombie. Nothing super exciting there. Um, this is a card I had in my pool for um, the pre-release. Lethal Sting. Two and a B for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast the thing. Put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature you control, destroy target creature. It was awesome. Definitely Unlimited. Did, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. People are definitely gonna misclick this one on Moto. You like whenever there's a thing like get my thing and your thing. Yeah. Anything that requires two clicks on some it's it's and what, one of mine, one of yours. There's gonna I've, be a I've lot of hurt feelings. Husks to themselves <laughs> plenty of times. Oh yeah, yeah. Bone splinters targeting the same creature I sacrificed. Oh yeah. Oh man, I've wasted so many wastelands that way. Yeah, you were. You're, I'm right on this one, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to click two two things. Yeah, yeah. But not not a card. You know, like we were just talking about the need for instant speed removal. This is way too situational, right? Yeah. You have to have a creature to put a counter on. That's not going to see see any play. Um, Liliana's Defeat. B for a sorcery. Destroy target black creature or black planeswalker. If that permanent was a Liliana planeswalker, her controller loses three life. Uh, I don't, it's going to be playable in standard. Yeah. This is probably either the first or second best modern card in the entire set. It's unbelievable how good this card is. Oh, because it's just a Death Shadow killer? It kills Death Shadow and Liliana. It kills Liliana's yeah, out yeah. of the board, which is like yeah. a big thing. But the other thing that makes this so good is that I, I like this card so much, I think I'm gonna go from uh, from white red burn to Mardu burn in 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 um in in modern because this card is just a lava spike. Situa it's just a lava spike. I like that, the red one a lot. Yeah, but this is oh, a lot this is a lava spike that kills kills their stuff. And it kills just kills a death shadow dead. Right? right. Like or you just kill their Liliana and they take three, you just truck in. It's it's phenomenal, I think. Yeah. I, so, so and I had, this guy with Snapcast, your mage? Yeah. So I had this card in my uh, sideboard and I was playing against Andy Longo and Andy has uh, Nickel Ball's Planeswalker. And I'm like, so I'm like on the fence. Like, do I, it's like, I can't beat Nickel Ball's Planeswalker if it comes down. So I really want to side this in, but I don't really want to side in one card for one card. And it's his only black card yeah. in his deck. And then I'm like, God, for, and I have a lot of black creatures in my deck, so I'm like, God forbid. God he's, Barab. 
the he stick he sticks the nickel bolus and then hits this off the plus and then kills one of my creatures yeah that's just i have to quit magic right does that happens just freddy krueger taking control of your dreams yeah yeah, yeah. you die in your dreams yeah. so you, you beat die him in game three you die for real so you you beat him even though you didn't side this in correct i unburdened him instead look at that he un brian unburdened me for my like hour of reckoning apparently it's an a mind, mind rod is good yeah and now it has cycling yeah no this is a mirrored and block card unburden cycles unburden the cycle yes yeah, the mirrored and block card oh i'm sorry onslaught block whatever it's not it's a reprint cost four mana and onslaught block yeah you're thinking of unnerve no i'm not that's fine this card is a reprint i i think yeah i believe it is okay is it um yeah i mean okay. i didn't play it during onslaught lurching rot beast 3b for a 4-2 zombie beast cycling B. Cycling B is gas. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a 4-2 for 4? Yeah. I cycled that card a lot today. I did too. Dude, are you I saying Travis Wu's not going to have this card well, locked up? This, this was going to be the question I was going to ask. Is this, is this a card that goes into Living End? No. No, because it's... Its stats are awful. You just don't care if you get this back? Even though the cycling cost is really nice? No. So that's the only that's the only home that card has, right? Like like the zombie deck doesn't want like a four two. Nobody cycling. wants yeah. this. Uh, Marauding Bone Slasher. So this is a two B for a three three. Nice. Uh, it's a zombie Minotaur, and Marauding B B Bone Slasher can't block unless you control another zombie. Eh. Oh, this that guy. This is a three three zombie for the zombie decks. But yeah, but it's not for one. I mean, so it's, it's fine, limited. Yeah. It's not constructible. No, you don't. You don't think the zombie decks care about like just getting a little bigger? They just or... got. They just got a crocodile zombie. Yeah, oh, that's true. It's not as what, good. Yeah. You, look, what, what casting cost would you want to put this in a zombie deck? Like in terms of getting bigger, they don't even play four copies of Liliana's Mastery. Well, that's because that card costs five. Well, I mean, Brian's talking about getting bigger. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering saying, what he like, means. Well, you have an accursed Lord, Lord of the Accursed to make it bigger, too, right? You have other zombie synergies. But yes, I would rather play the Omnic. Uh Merciless Eternal. Two and a B for a zombie cleric, 2-2. Two, two. So, I mean, we're not playing the 3-3. Three, three. We're certainly not going to play that. This has a flick, two, And it also has 2B, discard a card. Merciless Eternal gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Stop me if you don't want me to move on. I'm waiting. Just keep going. Mo Moaning Wall, 2B for an 05. We got a lot of 2Bs uh, in this set. Too many 2Bs. Too many, yeah, 2B or not 2B. Uh, Defender, Cycling 2, 05. I cycled that card once. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that card. And it's been in play once. Nice. And I had two in my deck. Okay, this card seems like it's gotta be awesome. Razaketh the Foul-Blooded. 5-B-B-B. It's an 8-8. Flying Trample. It has pay two life, sacrifice another creature, search your library for a card, and put that card in your hand, then shuffle your library. So, so is there, is there a mana cost of a sacrifice? Nope, just two life. It's just like Demonic Tutor. Two life and sacrifice a creature. Yeah. I mean, it's not... But it's eight. I mean, eight is it's, all. It's right. not playable so, in standard. Think about yeah. this in a big format. I'm thinking about. I'm going further back. Like once it's in play, like the first thing you do is go get. I'm just gonna say like a, like a lotus bloom or whatever. I'm, I'm, something that will make all the mana you need. I'm to continue. thinking like, 
if I dread return this in a dredge deck, then I get like all the triggers off my bridge from belows. I get extra bridge from below triggers. So I can just keep like tutoring things yeah, up. Yeah. I think this is playable in like maybe dredge legacy. Oh, interesting. No, I think it's just combo-ish, right? Like, yeah. like if you got it in place of a Grizzlebrand, for example, you could just go get a mana, like you could go get, I'm gonna say like a, a Lotus Petal, like something yeah. like that, right? That your first sacrifice goes again, it gets that and then you. Yeah. Sacrifice a creature, go get like an LED, sacrifice the LED, do something with mana if you have it in your graveyard. So for the low, low price of five mana, you can tutor, and it's uh, Razakath's right. Fought three BB, sorcery, search your library for a card, put that card in your hand, then shuffle your library, and it has cycling B. Constructed playable. Is it? New perspectives. Just because you can tutor for the new perspectives. And you can cycle it for free if you, you want can, to It on. curves out perfectly into it too because you go turn three or turn, yeah, you go turn three, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, mana land. Yeah. A mana enchantment. Okay. Play this on five to get the new perspectives. Or play this on four to get the new perspectives and then. Finish it out. Yeah. I like it. You're, you get to play eight copies of new perspectives now. You don't have to try are and cycle it. Are you in on this, Mike? You in on this plan? I just don't know how to kill people in new perspectives. You don't know how to kill people? Everybody who has like a counterspell beats any of the new perspectives decks that I, I've yeah, thought of. Now you have like eight of this card. Yeah, it's not about it's not about getting the new perspectives in play. You get the new perspectives in play and do whatever you want and they just counter your kill spell. Yeah, you have to find other ways to win. Why am I playing new perspectives? If, if I just want to win, as well, you got to win regular. All I'm saying is, I think this card will see constructed play. All right. I'm not saying I'll play it in constructed. It's one more than a than a diabolic tutor, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's got other stuff. But it's got, it's got cycling. It's got cycling. It's got cycling. Ruin Rat. One B for a one one death touch. When Ruin Rat dies, exile target card from my opponent's library. Graveyard. Mm, graveyard. Constructible. Uh, or not constructible. Uh, Very good and limited. Yeah. Scrounger of Souls, uh, 4B for a 3-4 horror with lifelink. Moving on. I didn't even play that card in my card in my limited pool. Yeah, I think it was Ant uh Longo, he had a back card and he had the horse. Yeah. And he didn't want to play the like the black white deck. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Uh Torment of Hailfire. I'm really curious about this card with you guys. XBB sorcery repeat the following process x times it's a trick <laughs> each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card so i had this in my sealed pool today and i played it and it overperformed wait, wait how much did you pay scenarios. for us so i paid what was your record in sealed today one three all right so let's just get that on the record there but this was the best card in my deck. Okay. <laughs> it felt you like went 1-3. I had Archfiend of Infer. I went 1-3, and this was the most overperforming card in my deck. Or I, it allowed me to set up scenarios where I could win. So you gotta understand something. Matt had to pay the price for his last pre-release card pool. Double Glorybringer. Double Glorybringer. And Comrade Celebrant. Yeah. It was disgusting. Oh, we and just... pull, from Etern or pull from Eternity. Yeah. Oh, oh man, from that's Wonder or whatever that card is. Pull from Eternity. No, I get pull from, it. Pull from tomorrow. Or... Yeah, pull from tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. What is that about the right size for a pre-release? I thought they were all crowded. This one was pretty small. I think they've been getting smaller. 
I think more stores are more yeah. stores are running pre-releases. There are more stores running new pre-releases in the New York area yeah. than have ever before. I think like three more stores have popped up in the last. And also, years. also like small sets are generally small sets in summer generally do a little worse. And honestly, there's some people who are disenchanted with Magic. Uh, you know, after getting some cards banned, right? There's always some kickback. There's always some pushback yeah, from getting cards banned. That's just the way Magic goes, right? Yeah, We're gonna probably like, enter into like a Mercadian Masks era of Magic now. Shut I've, up. I've heard mention of Are that. Are you trying to I know, I'm arouse trying to tantalize you. I'm trying to tantalize you. I, I literally said, are you trying to arouse me sexually? That beautiful blonde woman turned around and like looked at me like I was some sort of freak, which I am, I yeah, guess, for asking me. Yes. She's very beautiful. Um, would you, would you so, so anyway, see the face? So, how about from the parts that you did see? How about the Torment of Hellfire? Yeah. I, how's your rating on that one? It's all right. All right. Come how about on. Torment of Hellfire? <laughs> Less than all right. Not oh, tell, 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 tell about how come it overperformed. So, the way the card works is that it allows you to you like have to construct these like weird scenarios with it, where you basically have to. It is as good if the number you cast for is greater than the total number of cards that your opponent has in play and in their hand. So if you can cast it where X is five and they have four permanents between their hand and their uh, So like a late game season where you're both like where you're both mana flooded? It's not even that because so It's pretty good there, right? Every so like every trade you make is in favor of you when you have this card because that's one less card that they can sacrifice to torment hailfire. It says non-land permanent. Describing a fireball. Yeah. He's describing a very inflexible fireball <laughs> that only it's works. A very sometimes. situational <laughs> fireball. I'm not going to say inflexible. Less damage and allows the opponent to choose Mike, its. Mike, I'm playing chess. You're playing checkers. Okay, with this with this card. Okay. You're so playing. So if the number of X is equal to or greater than the total number of permanents and cards in your opponent's hand, then I think this card's gonna be a good a majority of the time. In constructed? In limited. <laughs> in so, constructed, it depends on the number of two for ones you can get out of your opponent, really. Because as long as I they're think, working with less, so that means saying, this card is doing more. So if you have a situation where you have a lot of mana or an ability yeah. to make a lot of mana, it's and not your opponent, like, well, but, well, it's X, I mean, so that, that does matter. But it's not even like, a lot of mana because it's like, so, so let's say you can cast it for seven. Sure. Five mana. Five for, for X is five. Okay. If your opponent has two cards in hand and an empty board, they're taking nine and discarding their hand. It's like a Rakdos. Okay. So what about a scenario where you only have five mana altogether? Right. Which means you can only have X equal to three. What if every other card you're playing is just a two for one? Every other card you're playing is some type of Unburden. Every card you're playing is some type of Wrath of God. That means this card goes up in value. Interesting. I, I I I can see situations where this card is. is can I play it with the three casting cost five five? Cause I'll do that then. Yeah. The three casting cost five five. The Amit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I gotta clear the path, brother. I'm. It's just that you can play this card in a way. So so it's like the mistake is to not look at this as a Punisher card. Yes. The mistake. The thing that you have to do is just say, how do I how do I just get X above a point where you can navigate you can make any choices it's always going to be good in the spots where you're mana flooded yeah but in the scenarios where you're not mana flooded i think you can mitigate the other cards in your deck to making this card good i think it's interesting it certainly gave me something to think about i still don't think think it's about it as a return and then you'll love it you love that card yeah but it's different man um 
Torment of Scarabs, 3B for an Aura Curse. Enchant player, the beginning of Enchanted Player's upkeep, that player loses three life unless he or she sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. Works perfectly with Torment of Hellfire. So you just put all the five plus casting costs Well, this up. one costs four. Oh, this is the minus three counters. This is, no, this is not, this is just a curse. And then every upkeep, they have to either sack a perm or discard a card or lose three. And we could use the curse witch to get the curses, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Sorry, I got distracted by the butts, by the butt sniffing dogs. <laughs> I'm um, also often distracted by the butts. So then the card you were thinking about is Torment of Venom. Yes. So Torment of Venom is 2BB. For an instant, put three minus one, minus one counters on target creature. Um, its controller loses three life unless he or she sacrifices another non-lane permanent or discards a card. This card's kind of sweet, actually. Five? Four. Four. Two BB. It's an instant. And it's an instant. For constructed? It's like a bad disintegration. Like you... Unlicensed disintegration? Yes. Yeah, it's too much mana and does less. Not, not not buying it? Not buying it. I think it's kind of mediocre. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't sound great. Vile Manifestation 1B for an 04 horror. Vile Manifestation gets plus 1 plus 0 for each card with cycling in your graveyard. Cycling 2. How much does it cost? Cost 2. two. 1 to B. For an 04? For an 04, but like, you know, if you get like a couple cycling cards, it's like a 3-4 or a 4-4. If you have like 30 second cards in your graveyard, it's a 34, them. yeah. I don't know, that seems Maybe powerful. Maybe this is new perspectives. Yeah, but you still need to attack. You, you, could fling fling. This. you could fling this. Is there a fling with cycle? No, I mean, it's just I, fling. I was just playing with that, what is it, the the one who's cost R, and then he's is like, there for a, every card you discard, Is there a cycle one. card that also gives them blockable? No? I don't it's think me. so. Okay. I was I had one fling and one of that guy. Then I go to like my I draw so many cards. Go to my end step, discard like fourteen cards, and then fling it. Before. Okay, I mean I think this card's certainly interesting. The last right? trigger like, on the counter. Yeah, I mean it's it's not unreasonable for this to be like a three four to a five four for two mana. I think this card's probably really interesting. And it, and it has cycling itself. Wait, it doesn't have defender, right? No, it's no, no, it's yeah. This might be it great. can get in. It's like a Tarmogoyf in a cycling deck. I, I like, like it. it. I like this card. I'm, I'm going to be interested in that. Uh, without weakness, 1B for a target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn, cycling to. Mediocre. Yeah. Not for constructed. Sub-mediocre. What about Wretched Camel? So we've talked about the Solitary Camel. He was alone. He this died. Solitary Camel has no friends. This is Wretched Camel. He's a zombie camel. <laughs> 1B Brains. for... Uh, one, one B for two one. When Wretched Camel dies, if you control a desert or there's a desert card in your graveyard, target player discards a card. Horrible. Poor not, camel. It's not good, Bob. Not what? Not good, Bob. Good, Bob. Not good, Bob. Not great, Bob. Is that? Is, I don't remember the exact one. Madman? No. Uh, so then we have. Uh, so that's the black cards. All right. The only one that I liked was the God Killer. And I yeah. barely like that one. Yeah. Wait, I do, think I like the Amit. I think it's okay. I think Hailfire. There might be something to it. I don't know what it is, but there might be something. The God to Killer's it. okay, right? Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I like yeah, I like a five-five for three. All right. Uh, but we also have some split cards. We talked about some of the gold cards, but we didn't talk about the split cards. So we have Farm to Table. 
So farm is 2W for destroy target attack. Wait, that's a card? Yeah. That's the name. Oh, it's of farm the card. to market. Sorry. Okay, I just farm I just, to table. I just reflexively <laughs> called it farm to table. What about factory farm to table? Uh, farm oh, to market is that's so much worse. <laughs> 2W destroy target attacking or blocking creature. That's just McDonald's. I and mean, then, I saw Ojo like a week ago, so. And then market is 2U uh, aftermath. Just draw two cards, then discard two cards. Yeah. I think this card is fine. For constructed? I said fine. I didn't say great. It's not playable. Uh, would you rather play? Name a card people actually play. Blessed Alliance. But this draws cards. I'd rather play Blessed Alliance than this. It's more well, expensive. you have to discard two cards. It's, yeah. it's three. So it's like... It filters two. It's like a frantic zone. So there's a... It's a destroy target creature that has faith saluting on the back end? Yeah. It's like fine. It's whatever. No, it's, it's three mana to kill a creature though, right? Yeah, three It's mana three on both sides. Three on both yeah, sides. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, not doing it all What happened once? to card modality? I thought you were all for it. In the late game, you're getting rid of lands, and you're playing a control deck, maybe, and you're always going to have lands. No, but this one's poopy. It's poopsicles. All right, so consign to oblivion. Are we talking about the consign is one U for return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, and oblivion is 4B aftermath. Target opponent discards two cards. Not my mind rot. Yeah. Five so mana and mind rot. So this card's great. It's terrible. Dude, the front half is just a playable card. And the back half is unplayable. Front well, half is just unsubstantiated. Is not playable. I so I, I would like this card to be a card called back to back. And so the front side is exactly this one U return target non land permanent to its owner's hand. And then the aftermath is one U return target non land permanent to its owner's so hand. So you just want a flashback spell? Is what I, you're yeah, yeah. Flashback to yes, back is what flash, you want. Flash, flash, flashback to back. To back. Uh, I think this card's good. Disperse is like close to being constructed playable card. Not quite. The, it's very close. It's usually like a like the up. ability to play this out of your graveyard and at not the cost it's, of a card yeah, to like just get the last two cards stuff. out of their hands. It's, it's okay. Um, claim to fame. B for claim. Return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this is sort of on earth except it's a little smaller mm -hmm. right like it's not a three it's a just two go, get to fame fame is one r target creature gets plus two plus zero and gains haste until end of turn i think this card is unreal probably the strongest card in the set uh i mean just do you think this is modern playable yeah i think you're gonna bring back and kill someone with a death shadow that they killed last but time. you just said that the liliana's defeat was the most modern playable of them all yeah but i i said this is probably the best card they're not they're they're both they're they're, they're like it's, it's like pretty sweet with a death shadow. I think this was the only card that stood out to me in the entire set. It's on it's okay. We agree then that this card is great. Yeah. Like we agree that Lily, killing Liliana is a great card too. I mean, I think bringing back a death shadow is a little bit better. They're both modern playable cards. I think in there's like a chance there's you could do something with this in standard where you're like bringing back a French pitbull. Yes. French pitbull. Uh. Where you're bringing back like uh, what's his face, Grim Flare, and giving it haste, and connecting with it in the same turn because if you have Delirium, you can attack as a six-four. Um, I think it's it's probably only okay. That dog is legitimately great. Oh my god! I was getting a sandwich the other day, what? and somebody left their French football tethered outside. Well, and were, I was you, like, were you thinking about? I thought of you. 
because I know how much you want to steal a French pit bull that's on your bucket list. Yeah, it is. I do. Are you going to join PETA and then like... No! And then... <laughs> no! And then kill him after I'm gonna, you've liberated I'm gonna, it. I'm going to steal someone's French pit bull while I'm wearing a fur coat Yeah. and eating meat. So I'm not going to join PETA. I just want a French bulldog yeah. or a French pit bull. Wait, how many how many adoptees did we determine Peter had like 16 one year? I don't know. But man. then you, destroyed 5,000 animals. You're just making up numbers. No, I don't no, know. we looked it up. I think they, they only had like 16 adoptions, but then so, they destroyed like 5,000. Fittingly, animals. this brings us. Yeah. Fittingly, this brings us to our next split card. Yeah. Struggle to survive. <laughs> like any 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 creature That's that is liberated perfect, by is that Peter. The red it's white actually one? the yeah. perfect like segue. Yeah. Like claim to fame. Yeah. And struggle to survive if we're gonna talk about Peter. Um, so you, you guys really like Claim to Fame, though. You guys both I think, think it's, it's, it's standard playable. I think I it's, think it's constructed playable for sure. I don't know where. Though. So I, Grim Grim Flare being like possibly the best. Being able to bring back both Tarmogoyf and Grim Flare, I think, are like kind of huge. One, Death Shadow. And well, in Grim Flare you can do it in standard, but Tarmogoyf you can do it. In but there's all kinds of good cards you can bring back in standard, like a uh, Sylvan Advocate. Advocate, yeah. Worse. It's the same as a Grim Flare. Get over uh, yourself. I mean, it hits for quite a bit if you do it late in the game, right? Something happens, it's big. Yeah. Uh, it it also vigilant. depends on like what you're bringing back and like what you might be giving haste to. That's like a big thing. Right. Um, like because you're only bringing back something that costs two or less. It's like how good are these creatures that are two or less? Oh, so what you're saying in is in the mid to late game, there could just be one in your graveyard and you could give a big creature haste later, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. You can get Burger's Cure Hole case. That's like, I think that's like kind of huge. Yep. No, no and you can also, this also brings back uh, Constrictor. Yes. Yeah. Which is not an unreasonable Bringing thing. Bringing back doing. Gear Hole, or like giving a Gear Hole case for like 10 power. Yeah. Put counters on it, give it plus 2 in haste. That could be a thing. It's kind of sweet. And also, you know, you can just dump this card into your yard with your. Grapple with the past, your strategic uh, plannings. Well, or with just your. Uh, what's his face? The. Grim flares. With your Grim flares. You can just hit it, you know, or just set it up. Yeah. Uh, struggle to survive. I, I had this card in my lip. It was like the last, like, as I was building my deck. Oh, this is the red green one. Yeah, I had like six cards that I just put aside. Like, somehow they like were under a wrapper and I didn't really, and so this like was just better than almost every other removal spell in my deck. So what does it do? So struggle is 2R instant. Struggle deals damage to target creature equal to the number of lands you control. So, so it's, it's like just, a spread. It's just great. It's like on turn three, it just kills like any creature. On turn six, it kills any creature. It's just perfect. It scales can't, with the can't game. Can't kill a god. Can't kill a god, but that's okay. If it's like the scorpion god, you can kill it for a while. Uh, uh, and then I got it very hard today. And, and then survive is 1G aftermath. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard into their library. Yeah. Eh. Not super exciting. Keep you, going. You, you went from. I like this. You went from six to zero, but really but fast str struggle one. just on the struggle side. That's like, I don't. I, would you pick this over every other red removal spell in Hour of Devastation? I don't know what the format looks like yet. So in terms of limited, I feel like I'm taking Open Fire because it can go to the dome. Sure. Which one's Open Fire? Is like deal three damage for three. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna be. But the problem is like because Eternalize brings back the creature as a four four. Like maybe yeah. being able to kill X Force or yeah, Greater is better. Yeah, able to kill bombs later. Yeah. On. I don't know this card was great for me. I like it was the card I most wanted to see in my hand whenever I was playing anybody. There's a, there's a chance that this one might be better. Uh, appeal to authority. G until end of turn target creature 
gains trample and gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of creatures you control. So like, sort of strength and numbers-y. I but think this sorcery. card might be good. It's a sorcery. And then authority is 1W, tap up to two target creatures your opponents control. Creatures you control gain vigilance until end of turn. So if there's a green-white exert deck well, I'm or... thinking Okecha's Monument decks. Yeah. So, like, if you played, like, Cloud Blazers, there's so many. <laughs> They're everywhere. We're Man, still talking about dogs. Mike, Mike, yeah, I know. We're Mike not, is, Mike is completely about... uninterested in the French Bulldogs here. There, there's there's uh, other things for me to look at in this yeah. park. It's okay. Uh, so, know. yeah, you, you like, yeah. So, like, any of the go-wide green-white decks, this card just might be... Yeah. There, there's a chance. It's like a solid two of. Uh, leave to chance. One there's W. A chance. Wrapper. Return any number of target permanents you own to your hand as an instant for one W. So that's like that's like the rapture at the leave side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your opponent casts Wrath of God, yeah. and then you just pick up your. Creatures. You like rapture everybody except. I think for... this card is probably awful. And then chance is uh, three R. Discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Is the second part an instant at least? No, the second part's a sorcery. Yeah, I don't think this card's very For good. four. But you do get to like just cash your lands in. Right? Like if you're just like in some situation where you're like, oh I have What four if you lands. had fast bond? Oh. Like this could be faith this could be the back end of Faithless Lootings through eight in your dredge decks. I mean it's it's an interesting card. I don't I yeah, I don't think you're gonna want to play this, but I like this card a lot. Uh reason to believe. And uh, so, this card's very good. So this is a card Mike likes. Is this the blue-green one? It's yeah. you. I think this card's good. You to scry three. Yeah, so you don't get the card or anything, you just scry three. And it's then, ponder without drawing a card. And then believe is 4G aftermath. Look at the top card of your library. You may put it onto the battlefield if it's a creature card. If you don't, just put it in your hand. Yeah, so just a couple of ways you can do it. Like you cast it um, and like, you can cast it on turn one to make sure you get your land drops, for example, right? That's one thing you can do, even though you're going down a card. Or just find out if you should just scoop. Uh, but, like, deeper in the game, like, let's say it's turn six, you have six mana, you can just cast it. Put oh, Ulamog is it one on and five? It's not one and four? One and five. All right. But then you tap five and get Ulamog. That's why I think, that's why I think it's going to be played. It's... But you just but you just have to have the deck manipulation to make sure Ulamog's this is on the deck yeah the deck manipulation to put Ulamog so you on play top. this on turn four and then on turn five you cast that or yeah. on turn three and turn four if you have some sort of ramp yeah i mean i think that the hydra is gonna remember the hydra i, I liked ulvenwald hydra yeah i think that guy's coming back too well you know brad nelson won a is this still won a gp with him yeah what this yeah. Is illegal? yeah he just won a gp oh, with it was him in, in the Eldritch in the Moon. in the green black deck yeah like I think that's only one more mana than a reality smasher, and like if you're gonna play an Ulamog deck anyway, it's so powerful. I don't know. I still like the the idea of doing like the mono green Eldrazi deck instead. All right. Well, we're not on green yet. Uh, grind to dust. One B for sorcery. Put a minus one minus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. Dust. 3W, exile any number of target creatures that have minus one, minus one counters on so them. So it's like a, a, a wrath kind of with you. It's like Grip of Desolation. It gets two creatures for six mana. Well, you grip love of Grip of Desolation. only gets a creature in a land. Uh, well, he would always get a land creature. Yeah, I, I would. But I would get a Gideon as the creature that I got. That's why I played it. I think this card's like not very good. It's yeah. not playable constructed. No. 
uh, refuse to cooperate. 3R for instant, refuse deals damage to target spells controller equal to that spells converted mana cost. So let me tell you something. This was their answer to Ulamog. Let me tell you something about Ulamog. Take 10. And you're still going to win. You're still going to lose. Take, you're taking 10 first. Uh, and okay, then, I'll take 10, then you'll take 10. Then, then cooperate 10 is an instant. And it says, copy target instant or sorcery spell. You may choose new targets for that copy to you. So this is just a fork that sits in your yard. That card's kind of interesting. Like, I, I don't know how often the refused part is interesting. I think there's a lot of times where a red mage would have wanted an effect like this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we used the Blood Oath, remember? Yeah, but four is a lot to ask right now. But Blood Oath cost four. Well, Blood Oath would just kill them. Well, this could like they just cast a fact or fiction, you put like all, all, yeah, well, yeah, all yeah. five cards in one. Yeah, card. five lands. Oh, five and zero. Har har. All right, gotcha. Land. Got you, Scott McCord. I did. I got him. But anyway. Um, so do you got? Do you like? You don't like this card. I love the back half of this card. I just don't like the front half very much. Yeah, but you got to play the whole card. You yeah, I know. Just tear I'm it in just... half and be like, I have this half in my in my deck. Uh, driven to Despair, 1G for sorcery, till end of turn creatures you control gain trample, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. I had an opponent play this against me at the pre-release, and he played it while I had uh, Archdemon of Infear in play. So after I discarded two cards, I got to put counters on everything, but I still lost because he had overrun. Oh. <laughs> uh, despair is 1B. Until end of turn, creatures you control gain menace. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. This card's cheap. This is a card that I think Saito had in his... He had a black-green zombie build it's for a, one of the decks that he It's posted. a really interesting card, because you can yeah. just cast this all on one turn, right? Like, on turn like turn four, just like 1G, 1B, and like all your creatures gain trample and draw, and then your opponent is also just discarding. Yeah. Like, it's a big swing. If you have any kind of, like, consistent board advantage to exploit... But you've got to have oh, Catcher's mul Monument multiple again. creatures. Well, yeah. They don't think I'll go in the same deck. Oh, Catcher's Monument is colorless. This card's, this card's kind of sweet. That part of it is. That part of it is. This card's kind of sweet. I actually... I would love to try to figure out how to I make this card I think it's interesting. Work. Yeah. Oh, uh... Like, you, could, you could maybe bring back a prized amalgam deck. And the fact that this goes into the graveyard means you just, like, get to sandbag spells. It's interesting. I like it. I, I mean, like, if you just play it when you have two creatures in play and they get in unblocked, it's like you use two mana to s just double draw, right? Or if you... But, I mean, you could also just do four mana and double draw, double discard. Yeah, you could. It's not that bad. I think card might be good. Yeah, I think, I think it's a card worth looking at and keeping an eye on, like... You know, I could see the green-black decks wanting to use this. Yeah. On Moto for like a week. Like also your opponents just can't chump. Like there's situations with the green-black deck where your opponents just jump for a turn to yeah. like find an answer. And you're like, no, because no, you can't. And you're going to discard whatever's in your hand. You're trying to get to yeah. whatever hour of revelation you're Wait, hoping the, to cast. Is the back half give it menace? Yeah, the back half gives it menace. This card's great. This card might be great. For constructed. On Moto for like a week, I played like a green-black prize amalgam deck. And this was the kind of card I wanted in order to be able to win games where you could just put a bunch of prize amalgams and haunted deads in the play. 
But the problem was, the reason that was bad is because Ulamog and Marvel were still in the format. No. You could just never beat those. Yeah. I think this card's kind of sweet. Okay. I, I like, I, so but, yeah. I like Driven to Despair. You also have Grim Flare. And, uh, and I really it's like... It's like they pre-made the colors for you. I know. Uh, and I really like the uh, the black-red one, Claim to Fame. I think Claim to Fame really is the Claim to Fame seems fantastic to me. I think Claim to Fame, the blue-green one, are very obviously reasonable I, and good. I mean, the, the thing is you need to play Jun for those to, to be... Because, like, all the cards you want to bring back are well, you can green. Sp you can splash for the red. You don't have to be hard yeah. Jun. But like Grim Flayer, uh, I mean, there's the Jun, Jun deck and standard that Sylvan Advocate, used, right? Yeah, but are you going like really low to the grapple? Oh, you mean the 20 lands grapple? Yeah, yeah. I remember I played that deck. Sylvan Advocate, Grim Flayer, and uh, Sylvan Advocate, I think, Grim is a good Flayer, one to bring And what's back. the other card? There was another card that was that we were, oh, and 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 the snake, and, snake. and Winding Constrictor are all like just great targets for this. Yeah, I mean, also really good with. Um, what's the guy, the, the energy draw card guy? The Glint Sleeve Glint Sleeve Siphoner. Also great with Glint Sleeve Siphoner. And it's just, seems like it's just a good card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that's black and split cards. So our favorite black cards were Liliana's Defeat. Our favorite split card was Claim to Fame. Yes. I mean, my favorite black card is uh, Ahmed Eternal. Yeah. I mean, I'm optimistic. I mean, I know I'll be wrong, but I still want it to be good. You're outvoted. All right. All right. That was black. That was splits. We'll be back with the hits. <laughs>